It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're joined by Daniel Bell, the basketball guru, the self-proclaimed best basketball player in Thunder media. Could he be an NBA player? He thinks so. We'll talk about that and the Thunder season all coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thundersintentions.com, Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. And on today's show, we're joined by Daniel Bell at Basketball Guru D on Twitter. And of course, 1077 The Franchise and Black Sports Online. Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Don't like a little jab to me about being the best basketball player, but whatever. I'll let it slide this time. You you see how Daniel takes everything as a slight. I said <laughs> he is he is the self-proclaimed best basketball player. Self-proclaimed. That is the factual statement. Do you not believe you're the best basketball player? I mean, I, I know I am, but you have to say self-proclaimed. Well, there's there's a, there's a debate. There's a debate among the media. And so <laughs> I'm who am I? Who am I to crown one person over the other? So uh, I would say if we had a media ballot, I do believe that you'd win the vote. Uh, but as of right now, we haven't done an official tally, an official vote. So you're still self-proclaimed. Uh, we'll talk more on that later. But Daniel, we got Sam Presti's press conference tomorrow. So if any news broke at that, we're recording this uh, on Tuesday, and this will come out on Friday. So Daniel, heading into this season it seems like this year is going to be extremely exciting and one of the most exciting seasons in half a decade in Oklahoma City. How good do you think this team can be? That's a tricky question because, like, I think they'll be better than last year, and which they surprised a lot of teams last year. But I think they'll have a similar record where it like send fans into a panic mode, like, why aren't they winning? Like I've seen people say they, they're going to win 52 games, which is, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, but that's, to have that as the your prediction is a little little bit crazy to me. But, I mean, I think they're going to be really good. They're, defensively is where I think they'll be much better, and they were top 10 when healthy last year. can't remember where they ended up, maybe around 13 or something like that. But, I mean, adding check alone, that's like you just I just don't know what he's going to bring because he doesn't have to come in and be the guy like he, there's already a guy in place for the Thunder Chet just has to come in and just hoop and just just be a guy in the background but I, I think they're going to be really good and I think they're going to be a better team but probably maybe more than likely a simpler record I think that that's a really good way to look at it because it's it's just as you said a lot of people believe this team can win 50 plus games and you're not saying it's impossible to do that, but to hold this team to that standard is going to be hard to do because they made a 12 win, you know, 16 win improvement last year. If they got the 52 plus wins, that's another 12 win improvement this year. That is just unheard of in the NBA. Uh, And I think that uh, this season, it's not about record to determine if this year was a success or not. It's about just, do they look like a better team or not? Uh, for the Thunder. And so I know that people want to hit the all in button and, and, and have it have this year be a year where you're truly a contender. Uh, to me, it's it's still not about record quite yet, but we're going to get there and we're going to get there in a hurry with this Thunder team. Yeah, it's 
it's gonna it's gonna be a weird season because like last year there were teams that set their stars who were coming they were coming back from injury. Um like Giannis, he was coming back from injury, so they decided to sit him against the Thunder. Um the Clippers, they just set their stars because that's what the Clippers do. Um so there were teams that set their stars against the Thunder because they thought it was gonna be easy win no matter what. Then once we got later in the season, the Thunder were actually better than everybody thought. Teams started taking them more serious, and I think that they're going to go from hunters to hunted this year. Like Shea is getting full ride recognition. You have J Dub, who um, saw the uh, my guy uh, JJ Reddick's podcast, who said he's going to be a star. There are people picking Chet to win Rookie of the Year. I mean, we <laughs> Josh Giddy looked like he took a lead. If we can go off of um, him playing with Australia. And then, like, there's still Luke Dort, who plays on an all all defensive level, and like we haven't even mentioned guys like Isaiah Joe, the the guy they drafted at ten, Casey Wallace, like, and then like this this team is so so talented, um, and Mark Dagnall, who was third in Coach of the Year, like the team they put the NBA on notice last year, so I think teams are going to take them a lot more serious this year, and it's not going to be we can set our stars against the Thunder to where it'll be easy when it's we got to pay attention to the Thunder because they can beat us any on any given night. And then the the NBA implementing the you got to play 65 games or more rule for NBA awards, that'll definitely help with teams not sitting against the Thunder. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a fun season. But <laughs> uh, Sam Presti say last year, throw away your predictions or yeah bring bring your, your assumptions and do something with your predictions yeah. and all that good yeah. stuff he'll, he'll have yeah, another gym like that what we can do with this season we can do that with this more, season than, likely, more than likely more than daniel but yeah i want to get your thoughts on chet holmgren and i want to throw an idea off of you i want to throw my own take off of you because you're, you're the astute basketball guru i think that the upside uh, or the positive in the negative for Chet Holmgren missing the whole year last year was not about him getting to soak up some, some great lessons from the organization, but it was about the, it's about the perception of what he has to do this year. Because if we go back a year ago, there were legitimate questions of if Shea's a number one guy, is Chet supposed to change the franchise or whatever? And now he has a bona fide star. That pressure is alleviated where he's not going to need to be the number one player in an organization. We didn't even know if Shea would be an all-star last year. And now people are saying that he's a top five player in the world. So I think that that is where Chet gained uh, from waiting out a year of, of, of kind of getting those expectations reeled back in on what he has to do to be successful. But what's your overarching opinion on Chet? I mean, before that, not only Chet, but J-Dub gained because if Chet is there, J-Dub doesn't get to, I, at least I don't think, J-Dub doesn't get to shine that he does with another guy in there. Uh, Shea, I don't know, like, is he an all-star with Chet in there? Like, there's a lot of factors that if Chet is in there last year, some things might not have happened for the Thunder the way that they did. But Chet, I mean, I think the guy's floor is a healthy Kristaps Porzingis. And a healthy Kristaps Porzingis is an all, was an all-star. And, like, I am... I'm not saying that as a slight or anything because you can go back and check the tweets. I am very high on Christoph Porzingis. Like I've once said that I would take a healthy Porzingis over a healthy Joel Embiid. So I'm very high on Porzingis. It's so I think that's the floor for Chet. Like if he can be that that good, not this year, maybe not this year, but like as a as a player for the Thunder, it's already it's already a win. But then the ceiling. <laughs> He might have – I don't know, so Victor Wimbyama easily has the highest ceiling of any young player in the NBA. Like, anybody saying otherwise is just take your take your boxes off. Uh, take your homer boxes off, let me <laughs> clarify. Um, David. <laughs> um, outside of that, Chet might have the second highest ceiling of any – young player in the NBA. You can maybe throw Zion in there. Um, I, if you say Zion, definitely not going to argue because that's, Zion is unstoppable. 
from what we saw, he just can't stay healthy, and he couldn't shoot. So if he adds a shot and can stay healthy, that guy's ceiling is ridiculously high. So if you want to say Zion, okay. But Chet definitely has an argument for having the second high ceiling of a young guy. So like, which we don't even like, we don't even know where that ceiling is because because he's so so gifted. He can shoot. He can dribble. He can even post up. He can defend the paint extremely well. Like he's gonna, he might not have average four or five blocks or whatever. It might be two and a half somewhere around there. But he's gonna affect like ten shots a game just from him being in the paint. Like it's that guy. He this, he has a ceiling of a guy that can win MVP and Defense Player of the Year in the same year. Like that, it's, it's in. There's only a few guys that have ever done that. So that's all time great. Like he has a song of all time great, and I'm just extremely excited to watch him with these guys this year because there's so many options. That, like having a guy like that at your five, <laughs> you just so much, so much you can do on the basketball floor, and it's gonna be fine. There's gonna be like the paycom should be full every single night just to watch Chet. And that's like that's just like the floor. Just to watch Chet as the floor. You have Shea, Giddy, Jada, Isaiah, Joe, Lou Dor. Like that, like the, that's the, all the extra. Like it's and, and it's crazy to like think that Shea is just extra because he's like you said. Some people are calling him top five player. It's just the guy Chet Sillin is is something that people want to like want to see if he can reach. And that's not to say that he will ever reach all time great status. It's just that's where the ceiling is. It's out there for the taking, and you're exactly right. The Paycom Center should be rocking this year because those are four names. If you don't even count the really good rotation that Thunder are going to have, just count those four names of Shea, Giddy, Dub, and Chet that you're going to see have unbelievable plays and games and stat lines and everything else, not to mention whoever's on the other side. And in the NBA, every team, no matter how bad they are, has someone worth watching and multiple people worth watching. This is a very deep league. And so you're going to get bang for your buck whenever you go to Paycom Center uh, this year. So make sure that you go there. Daniel, I want to get your opinion on the Thunders over under, their rotation, your hot take. We're going to rank Disney movies. We still have a lot to do here on today's show, which is brought to you by DoorDash. You know about DoorDash, Jan, and you know what they can do. They can bring you that food whenever you're not feeling like cooking or maybe you uh, are not able to cook for whatever the reason. And now they can bring you your groceries because, Daniel, you're a chef. I mean, you're making cakes. You're making, you know, just incredible bakery items. But sometimes you start the process and then you realize, wait a second, I'm out of flour. What am I going to do? You don't want to go to the store. You can just dial up DoorDash and boom, you get DoorDash brought to your door from the grocery store because now DoorDash has grocery deliveries. You can stock up for the week or just get some last minute items that you might need. If you've burnt your last piece of toast or you've ran out of syrup whenever you're making pancakes, whatever crisis you're in, DoorDash can uh, make it avoidable. You can trust DoorDash to deliver you your restaurant favorites, but now they can also deliver you groceries from actual deliverers as well. And it can help your local economy because you have thousands of of grocery stores to choose from uh, in your area. So you can boom that local economy and without leaving your door, get whatever you need from the store brought to you by DoorDash. You get 50% off of your first DoorDash order. That's up to $20 in value. And you can use the code LOCKEDONNBA to check out. Uh, Whenever you do, you're going to get that 50% off. So make sure you go right now to DoorDash and use code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. Limited terms uh, apply. And of course, this offer is limited. So make sure you go there right now to DoorDash and use the code LOCKEDONNBA. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first lesson every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. We're talking today to Daniel Bell, 107.7 The Franchise BSO as well. Daniel, you've talked about what this season can mean, and yes, they can reach that 50-plus win potential, but that should not be the standard that the Thunder are held to this year. But with that being said, FanDuel, our good friends over there, have put this at a 44-and-a-half over-under for the Thunder. If you were forced to bet, that's a great line, so I I know that in reality you might want to stay away from it, but if you were forced to bet, would you go over or under for the Thunder on that 44-and-a-half win total? No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. 
Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. I, I really hate to say that I would go under. I, I'm not a better, but um, is 44, that would be 44 and 38. I see them right around by her. So that's like right around where the area I see them at. Like, could they put it like 44 and a half? And then I take for sure take the under. But I, no matter, I see, I think I'm going to, like, I haven't even really thought about what I'm going to put it at, but I'm, I think I would take 42 and, and 40. That's this, it puts them still over 500. Um, probably still in the mix for, more than likely still in the mix for, a play-in spot at, at the very minimum. So, yeah, I think I yeah I take the under. Very tough Western Conference, and of course, every year is a new year. They're going to have to get some uh, continuity together and some chemistry together. And I know that people right now are probably screaming at their devices, like you know, you drop the the Pistons game in Detroit, you drop the game against Charlotte, whatever. But you also won a lot of games last year where things bounced your way. So like it all evens out in the wash. They last year they, they were what the record said that they were and a two and improvement is still solid progress. When you factor in everything that they have to do, they have to get Chet acclimated. They have to get Kaysen and, and Mitchich and all these guys accustomed to uh, playing with the thunder. And then that has a trickle effect on all the returners as well. Like Isaiah Joe's role, Kenny hustles role, like all those guys, Jay wills role going to be completely different this year that they're going to have to get used to as well. So like we said, at the top of the show, it, it is not, an indictment on the Thunder if they don't get to that lofty 50-plus win ceiling that, that people in Oklahoma City and nationally think that they could possibly get to uh, if all goes right for them. Because sometimes all doesn't go right. But, Daniel, if all did go right, who are some swing players that, like, if, if we look back on this show in April and the Thunder have, you know, let's say, 48 wins or more, the difference is going to be who for me, I, I, for example, I've said like Usman Jang, if, if he becomes a really, really good player this year, that can swing their, their ceiling as a win total guy. But, but who are some players in your mind that in order to reach that, that lofty win mark, they have to produce. I think the easy one, like, well, one, the, the easiest one is Chet, obviously, because I mean, he didn't play last year, but stay away from that one. Um, the other easy one is Michich because that's a experienced guy, experienced basketball player, not not experienced NBA player, but 29, I believe he is. So he's already coming in as the oldest or second oldest guy on the team. And then, well, I forgot about, I forgot about, uh, uh, Bertans, Victor Oladipo. And oh, yeah, for Oladipo Bertans, too, yeah. But Michich, I mean, Oladipo doesn't really yeah, count, but, <laughs> He's on the roster, so just got to mention. But anyways, um, Michich, that's a guy that I assume was given some assurances because I don't think you'd come over and get assigned a three-year deal if you weren't given some type of assurances to say, hey, you're going to play and have some type of role. So I think in, if he can come over and be the Bureau League MVP type player, then he definitely will be somebody that will swing swing teams. Um, Isaiah Joe is another one because if he adds on to just being a three point shooter, being more of a, a creator or being more of a ball handler, um, I saw him working on his defense this summer, so he can add to his game. That's another guy, but Michich for sure is the guy at top of, top of the list for me. I, I like the Usman Jane one though. So. With that, I, I, I'm going to use this question to set up another one. So give me your projected starting five. Is it the simple Shea, Giddy, Dort, Dub, Chet? So yeah, that's yeah, going to be the projected starting five for sure, right? Like there's there's not going to be much debate unless we just get proven wrong. It should be the starting five because Shea's the star. There's no way he's going to the bench. Chet's your center. 
obviously. There's no way he's going to the bench. J-Dub showed enough to, to, to where he can be a small ball four. So that's your starter. Then, like, then it just becomes, like, do you bench or bring Josh Giddy or, or Lou Dort off the bench? Josh Giddy was, had, like, Josh Giddy was kind of underrated last year. Like, when you look at his numbers and how good he was. Um, and I, so that I wouldn't take, bring him off the bench. And then I'm definitely not bringing Lou Dort off the bench because you need, like, I truly believe you need somebody on the floor to start the game on the other team's best player because you put up, no, there's nobody. There's, you can maybe say that there are four, maybe, maybe there are four wing defenders better than Ludor in the NBA. So there's no defensively. You start a game with against Paul George or Devin Booker or hell, Brandon Ingram, like, like, he, like anybody, any star player, they get hot. It doesn't matter when Ludor comes in because. They're already hot. They're hot. They're seeing the ocean by the time Ludor comes in. So you want Ludor to put some pressure on their other team's best player from 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 tip. And they might get. They might just be feeling it that night, and it might not matter what Ludor does. But I wouldn't want to give any better chances of the other team's best player going off. So, and then there's there's no there's no other guy that you could make a strong enough argument to say that yeah that guy needs to be starting over one of those five so yeah so that it with that we have we have our solidified starting five is there a different five-man lineup that you think will uh perform the best for the thunder so you can throw out j-dub check casein lou and you know, you can even put Shea with the step he took defensively. That's a really good defensive lineup. Um, you can throw Shea, Chet, Isaiah Joe, J-Dub, and any other shooter who you deem on the team. Um, and that's a really good defense. Like you can throw up, and I, I haven't even mentioned Kenrich. Like that's because this team is so like so has so much talent. But you throw Kenrich in one of those defensive lineups, and that's a, like there. I could definitely see there being a lot of lineups that are not as good, quote unquote, on paper, offensively, but defensively, like the length that the Thunder can put on the floor. Trey Mann could be in one of the shooting, the offensive lineups. Like, they, there are a lot of options for Mark Dagnall. Um, but I would, I would definitely say if I like, if you like held a gun to my head and said if, if there is a lineup, pick a lineup that could be better. I'd definitely probably put it with Chet, J Dub, Kaysen, Dort, and either Shea or Kenrich is the last guy in that lineup, and that's more than likely going to be one of the better defensive lineups in the in the NBA. So I'm not going to put a gun to your head. That would not be uh, responsible <laughs> of me, but I am going to ask you uh, again, there's a lot of fans who, who think that this can be a huge win total season. What is the biggest concern for you about this team? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I don't know. Like, the lack of size, for sure, um, it wasn't really an issue last year as much as people thought because, one, they were a good defensive team, and two, rebounding is about effort. Like, the games that they got out-rebounded by a lot, it was just like it was very clear that they just didn't give the same effort as they were on other nights. Um, but still, the lack of size um, is a little bit worrisome because you can throw out 
Lakers can throw out Anthony Davis and just have him beat up Chet or if they wanted to, or or a uh the uh the Wolves can throw out Carl Anthony Towns or or Rudy Gobert and just have him beat up Chet or Bam Adebayo. Like there are guys that can beat up Chet on the on the defensive end and offensive end. So I would want some some more depth. And that's actually made me think of another one. I need I would like wing depth um is I and I consider wings different from a lot of other people. Like I don't consider Shea a wing player just because he like plays on the wing. I don't consider Lou Dork a wing player, even though like technically is a wing player. Like J Dub is probably the only true wing player on this team. You can maybe say Kenrich, but even then he's just he's like he's much much more of a weird like he has no position at all. Um I Aaron Wiggins could also be considered a wing player and maybe Usman Jane could be considered a wing player. But I don't know if Aaron Wiggins is gonna get a lot of time that which hurts my soul so much because I love me some Aaron Wiggins. Um and Usman Jane you gotta see him take another step uh from what he did last year and see if he can build on what he did in the summer. But the lack of size from in the in the front court for sure. And then I would I would personally want some more wing depth. We are a pro Wiggins podcast here at Locked On Thunder. We all love Wiggins and hope the best for him, and hopefully he gets a ton of minutes. But we'll see. That's gonna someone has to get cut out. There's too many names that uh, that we all think need a ton of minutes. That just there's not enough minutes to go around. As though even though that Mark will explore this roster. Daniel, coming up, I want to get your thoughts on the arena and then play a game of fact or fiction. And you've asked for it. We're going to rank Disney movies all coming up. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning. We're here for you. Subscribe uh, for free across all podcasting platforms and on YouTube. Follow Daniel on Twitter at BasketballGuruD. Of course, follow him as well as on 107.7 The Franchise and BSO. Daniel, in your opinion, what 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 is your opinion, I should say, on the arena proposal? And in addition to that, we can just roll into a more fun topic. What are some amenities that you hope this new arena, should it pass, will it will include? So I am 100% pro a new arena. I think it should pass. I think it just has done so much. The Thunder have done so much. Just being here has done so much for the city. Um, whether that's more restaurants, whether that's... Um, more like actually being able to watch NBA basketball. Like it, it just feels like they've created so much economic impact for the city that it needs to happen. However, I have, I talked to a lot of people. I'm not somebody that just like thinks that, yeah, it's going to pass no matter what, because I, I, it just, I've heard a lot of people have a lot of doubts about the thunder and there's whether that's the owners need to pay more money could be used elsewhere like all these like all the all these things that people reason that people are against it are for the most part are valid but they're going to be people that vote no just because it's just what they do but i mean i don't think we can consider it a a lot like when the mayor announced it i said yeah i think they need to go on some type of propaganda tour <laughs> to to prop up the arena because there are truly people that don't go to Thunder games, don't go to to concerts or anything in Paycom because one, they either just don't care, or two, they can't afford it. Like, like there there are lots of people struggling and living paycheck to paycheck. So it is, it is, it's in, you have to figure out how to reach those people because they just don't know that it's needed. Like, and like it, to be honest. If I wasn't going to that arena every day and going to other arenas around the NBA, I like I wouldn't truly wouldn't know that it was a new arena was needed. But as somebody that has seen other arenas, I can tell you it's much smaller than the the premier arenas. It's um, it, it's the the score which they redid the scoreboard anyways this year. But I was gonna say scoreboard was this needs to be updated. The back of the house needs to be updated a little bit more. 
the docs, obvious, obviously, which has been a big talking point for content stuff needs to be updated. But those like people truly don't know that because they don't go to these games or anything. So, and then there are some people that truly don't care if the Thunder are here or not. Like a lot of people, a lot of people don't. And if you want to go to a concert, you just go to Tulsa, and that's I mean just a two-hour drive. So you have to figure out how to reach those people because they truly do not know. And some of them might be on the fence. And I think it's also like some things to consider are Oklahoma City votes completely different from the rest of the state outside of Tulsa. Those are the two two biggest cities in the state. Um, it's much more progressive. So this is voting against an arena is something that Oklahoma City progressives would more than likely vote against. So I think it's I think it'll be very interesting to see just how progressive Oklahoma City is and then how many of those progressive voters will will uh, show up to the ballot ballot box. And then there are I watched the uh, Oklahoma City Council meeting on on Tuesday and uh, there were there were I there was one for two for sure that I can say they were against it. One other council member, two council members, sorry. One other council member, I am like 95% sure is against it. And then one was kind of on the fence, but he was leaning yes. And he was, uh, it voted past eight to one, but the ones that were against it were saying that they wanted to send the vote to the people. Um, the area, the biggest area, I, I believe is the biggest areas that the arena is in now and the new arena would go in possibly are um, two <laughs> council members who have very strong base bases, people believe in them. Um, so, and they, they like, they are some, they are people that their voters listen to. And I, I believe they said that it was 85,000 each in each of their districts. So, um, that is a lot of like, I don't obviously all 85,000 won't vote. And obviously, even if all 85,000 voted, all 85,000 wouldn't vote against it. But I say that, and or not 85,000, because it's 85, it's 170,000 because it's two districts. So, I say that to say those council members talked about how they felt left out of the, the conversation of the past 14 months for, for the arena. So, if they felt left out and they don't feel like their voices are being heard, that's a lot of voices that can vote against it. So I, I just feel like the the mayor, the Thunder, Sam Presti, the players, who <laughs> the owners, who whoever is for this new arena, I feel like that they need to just try to reach those people and try to put a little bit more out on why exactly the arena is necessary because like I said, I think it. I think it should pass. And I think it'll easily pass. But I. I would not be surprised if it didn't. And from, again, sorry, it's keep going on here. But the mayor, like he seemed to, and I could be reading this completely wrong. But he seemed to be hinting at if, like, this was the only deal, and if we vote no, like Thunder could leave, which it would take a lot for the Thunder to leave. Like they wouldn't leave next season. It. It take. <laughs> Um, uh, probably at least three to four years for them to leave, but just because of how the ownership ownership is set up and how how they're local, but they could still technically leave whenever because we don't have a lease. The city does not have a lease, a long term lease with them, and there are at minimum five cities that are itching for an NBA team. When you think of Seattle, Nashville, Kansas City, St. Louis, and Vegas. Two of those teams, two of those cities are more than likely going to get a team at some point, but there are still that leaves three, and there are probably more teams that are itching to get an NBA team or just a pro team at, in general. So, if I don't care how you vote, I prefer you to vote yes. But just, just if you believe in it, if if you believe in any type of politics, just go go out and vote. Yeah, I think that that's exactly 
the way that I view it is one, I think that you're viewing the situation correctly. The, the Thunder have all the leverage here in the sense of they're not going to put up any more money. Like this is it. If you, if your big holdup is the $50 million thing, vote no. And it's going to be over. Now, if, if the, if no passes, there will be no more Thunder. The, the lease is only through 2026. These, these old men will sell the team and then they'll move somewhere. I think that Vegas and Seattle would likely prefer to be off the table by the NBA because they want to have the expansion teams go there. But that leaves you Kansas City, Nashville, Louisville is another city that would love it. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver <laughs> would love it. Like you can you can get this list very, very, very long. Tampa Bay hosted the Raptors the way that the Thun, you know, Oklahoma City yeah. hosted the Hornets during Katrina, uh, during COVID. And uh, the, I'm sure that they would not, not mind having uh, a basketball team as well. Another one in Florida uh, with all the perks of being in Florida that there are. So, again, I'm not going to tell you how to vote, just like Daniel's not going to tell you to vote. It's pretty cut and dry. You vote yes, the Thunder stay. You vote no, the Thunder leave. And if if you believe that the city won't crumble without the Thunder and the NBA here and without being a big league city and revert back to the way it was, then, okay, if you're comfortable with that, then vote no. If you, if you do believe that the Thunder have been great for this city, which Daniel and I do, vote yes, and, and we'll just move forward. But at the end of the day, it's just whatever you're comfortable with, uh, and there's nothing we can do or say to change your mind. And so that's why, uh, you know, this is not going to be a prolonged topic on this show because it's just whatever will be, will be. There's nothing that we can sway you on in any direction. We all know the stakes here. And uh, for some people it's worth it. Some people it's not worth it. And we'll just see how it all washes out, but you have been around to it, but. Some, a few things to keep in mind, like when, like for the people that are against it, I don't even know if anybody that's against it will listen, because if you're watching uh, NBA podcast, you more than likely want to keep an NBA podcast or NBA team in your city. But the Thunder, every NBA arena is different. Like, like whether when who pays for it, who owns it, who get, keeps the revenue. Um, the Thunder will own 100% of the arena. This is just like, this is just a donation. The, the owners don't get any revenue on any of the non Thunder events, like that's concerts. Um, bull riding, uh, monster trucks, whatever comes through OKC, the Thunder get 100% of those proceeds. And I believe that there is some type of split between the profits on Thunder games. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. But um, every, every NBA team is different. The the uh, AG owns crypto, and that's not that's not the Bus family. The Bus family owns the Lakers. So that one is that one could be a three-way switch, Lakers, the city, and AEG. The 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 one that the Sixers are proposing is going to be 100% built by the uh, I think it's Comcast. I can't remember the cable company or, or the company that is going to be building it, but that's going to be 100% built by them. And that's because if you live in a city where you don't need one of you don't need a protein, then yeah, the owners or whoever owns the building has to pay for it because. Philly has the Phillies, the Eagles, and the what was the hockey team? Uh, whatever. Flyers. I forgot the name of the, the yeah, the Flyers. Yeah, yeah. They have like all they 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 would now fans would be upset that the Sixers would be gone, but they still have three other pro sports that that would take up the majority of their year. The Thunder. I mean, OKC doesn't. We don't have. Uh, we we have OU football and OSU football and OSU football might as well not be something that we claim because they suck. So we have the Thunder, and that's it. And then also, and lastly, and I've said this a lot, the Thunder owner, the minor, the majority owner, Clay Bennett, is the brokest NBA owner in the, in, the, in the league. And I say that jokingly because he's worth a lot of money. But he's not worth a billion dollars. And he can't, like, he himself cannot pay for the, the arena now. They could pro- probably, more than likely, figure out how to pay for the arena themselves if they truly wanted to. But why? I don't think it doesn't make sense for doesn't make sense for OKC because if they own the building, OKC sees none of that profit from any from any, from anything, or unless the Thunder, uh, unless there's a deal with they get some type of profit with the Thunder. But they get all the profit from from getting. Beyonce or Alicia Keys or Usher, whoever the hell uh, would come here. They get all the profit from PBR. They get all the profit from, from Monster Trucks. They get all the profit from Kevin Hart and, and Dave Chappelle coming here. Like, it was a 
completely packed house when Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock came here. I was in the building. No, there was not a single seat was empty. And then they had floor, they had people on the floor. Thunder got all of that. I mean, OKC got all of that profit from 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 them being here. And it would it makes no sense for the owners who are already billionaires or or major millionaires getting that profit from people coming to OKC. It just makes so again, you feel however you want to feel, but I truly believe that it should pass out because it's just done so much for us. See, I've been in Oklahoma City for the majority of my life, and I remember pre-Thunder, and it was it was ugly. <laughs> Downtown was not beautiful. Chisholm Creek, his new area, was um, up on Memorial, was not uh, the way it looks. It's just the it's, city has expanded, businesses. I don't like, does Gordon Ramsay come here if uh, build a restaurant here if the Thunder aren't here? I don't know. But it, I, I have a hard time believing it, if, that he would. So if you, if you like Gordon Ramsay, vote for you. <laughs> vote yes. Uh, that's the propaganda right there. A vote for yes is a vote for Gordon Ramsay. But <laughs> to, to end the arena talk, I agree with what you said uh, in this segment. And we, I, I do want to say one other point is this is the last shot at being a big league city because I, we didn't mention some cities like the Kansas City Kings and Vancouver Grizzlies and whatever who, who would potentially get a different shot at the NBA. This this is it for the Thunder. Like if you don't vote for this, uh, not only will you not have that $50 million contribution, which is at, right now you're turning your nose up at, but it's still $50 million. Uh, but it costs way more to build NFL facilities to try to lure an NFL team here way more to cost uh, a baseball facility because it's just more square footage and everything that's it to try to lure away an MLB team NHL would be at best the same price because it'd be like kind of a similar arena uh, for a basketball arena versus a hockey venue. But nonetheless, like this, if you vote no, the professional sports in Oklahoma City are done and in Oklahoma, they're done. And so there's not going to be another group like a Clay Bennett group to, to come uh, get you a team anyway, no matter what you do. I mean, Louisville, for example, is another small market team that built the Yum Center, which is fabulous. And it has not attracted them a professional team. It's just used for uh, Louisville basketball you know, in college. So uh, it, it is not a guarantee that this would ever come back. Like you do not play with fire on this. If you do believe in professional sports in Oklahoma City, this is the one shot at it. And if you don't care about that, again, that's fine. But just so you're aware, it, it, it would not be coming back around. What is coming back around, though, is a game of fact or fiction. And so rapid fire, Daniel, fact or fiction, Chet Holmgren averages two-plus blocks per game. Go with the fact. Okay, fact or fiction, Chet Holmgren is rookie of the year. Fiction. I agree. I agree. I think that's going to be Victor. Uh, I think that's going to be hard-pressed not to be Victor. But – Number one on FanDuel odds for coach of the year is Mark Dignall. Is he going to be the coach of the year? Fact or fiction? Really? Number one odds. Fiction. Yeah, fiction. That's where I've leaned as well. So we're we're seeing eye to eye right now on all of these fact or fiction games. Fact or fiction, Shea will be a first team All-NBA guard again. Uh, <laughs> that one's tough. Uh, I could probably go fiction. Um, guys are if everybody's healthy again, um, I don't know if a guy that doesn't make the playoffs twice in a row will be uh, all NBA first team all NBA again. Yeah, I, I hate to say fiction. I think he'll be all NBA, but just not first team. And then lastly, on the basketball talk, Daniel, give me your hottest take. The, you're a hot take king. You think you can beat an NBA player? In basketball, <laughs> oh, hottest take I on I the Thunder. <laughs> I will. I will say, I did say you could beat a player within the realm of the Thunder organization, and you're not going to guess it at home because you'd have to be an absolute sicko to know who this player is. But I do think Daniel could beat that player. But we're not going to mention who it is. Daniel, I think. I know what's your hottest take about. on the Thunder? Um, it's saying they like saying they won't make the playoffs. I don't think that's a hot take. Um, they won't, as in, hold on now, that, that could be a hot take, as in they won't make the playoffs as in top six seed, or like they won't make the plane at all. The playoffs, they, like they won't be when the playoffs start, they won't be one of the eight seeds. Okay. Um, no, I haven't even thought about a hot 
take. Let's see. And then you told me you were going to ask this. I didn't, like, I didn't even think about it <laughs> uh, after I asked. Let's see. Can I say Ludort is going to be an all NBA defender? Okay. All defensive team for Ludort. I'll take that. I'll take that oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hottest take now or, for the entire league. Or wait, wait. The, okay. I want to change it. I want to, because I want to say the Thunder will have two all NBA or NBA players. That's my hot take. Two all NBA players? That is not, that is spicy. Yeah. That is spicy. Now, for the NBA, the whole NBA, the Pelicans will be contenders for a championship. And you know why I'm saying that. Oh, I know why you're saying that. It is uh, Brennan Ingram is your entire personality for the NBA. So uh, I, I love that. Uh, if they're healthy, they, they were really good last year when they were healthy. That is the basketball talk with Daniel Bell. You can, of course, follow him on, on Twitter at BasketballGuruD on 107.7 The Franchise and Black Sports Online. Daniel, though, you and I were in the Thunder Arena until I believe 2 a.m. debating Disney movies. <laughs> And so I promised you we would do this on the pod and I'm even going to give you the first pick. Now, since we're almost at an hour, we're going to draft our four best Disney movies back and forth as a tribute. Only four, only four. Four And then then you get a priority signing if you want it. Okay. So can I take Lion King one and two? Can I keep those together? Like just the Lion King franchise. What? Or do I have to pick? No, that is another do I have movie. To, no. Do I have? Okay. Do I have to pick? Because okay, they are. Do you want Lion King one and a half so, too? So, like I watched. No, no, just Lion King one and Lion King two. Like I, wa- I watched both of them over the weekend. It was just crazy. Um, the, the both movies are perfect. The soundtracks are perfect. But if I had to pick one. Lion King was the the OG, so I'll stick with Lion King. All right, good first pick. My first pick is going to be Toy Story. They're fair. Not on my list, not in my personal favorites, but it's I definitely not going to turn my head up against to Toy Story. Like that's great. It's a great movie, just not on my list. There's none of them are on my list. I just for me, I got to go with. Um, see, you left it at four. But I think I think I gotta go through the credits. I just, that's like one of the best superhero movies of all time. Yeah, I do love that one. I do love that pick. Two great picks. My number two for me, Milan. That's that's a, that's a really good one. That is a good one, man. So for three, man, I'm gonna go with a goofy movie. Ooh, the, I think it's the second. The second one with with uh with uh forget the second one. Yeah, I'm going with the second goofy movie. I can't remember the, the exact title of it, but yeah, I'm going with the second goofy movie. See, because the the pizza with the stringy cheese and everything, that's a great <laughs> flick. I'm gonna go with my third pick, Tarzan. It's a great, great one. One of the best movie soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a very, very great pick. Um, fourth pick, man. I, it, okay, so I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Bugs Life. I, I sat and watched that. I watched that movie so many times over and over as a kid. I just can't ignore it. So I'm going to go with Bugs Life. Bugs Life is not a great pick for me. I. I was never a Bugs Life fan. I, yeah. you got to respect ants? it. I wasn't an ants guy either. I, I just didn't like bugs in general. I will say, Bugs Life did have one of the best attractions in Disney World because it was an interactive movie where, like, you just felt the bugs. Cr- it was weird. It was weird. It was a sensational. It was uh, stimulating. It was weird. Uh, but I'm gonna go fourth pick. See, I can try to hit you over the head with another classic or I can try to go outside the box. I'm going to go with 
an outside the box pick to try to separate myself. The Emperor's New Groove. Funny movie. <laughs> Holds up to this day. It's, it's, still it's solid. Yeah, Quotable. That's, that's, yeah. See, that's like the that's like the like the great like that's like the Robert Ory of of Disney movies. Just like great solid role player. Like it's like you can't say it's trash at all. And he's a champion. Like yeah, that's a good, I've, I like I've got pick. my big three, and I've got a I've got a guy to do the dirty work. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the pick. Can I pick like an auxiliary player? The coach or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just go to five. We'll go to five. Go ahead. I really wanted to pick Hercules. Like, I, I really wanted to pick Hercules because I, I love that movie. But it's a little short. And my Emperor's New Group pick is Atlantis. That movie, that has that's the best Disney game of all time. The 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 movie is just timeless classic. If you one, if you haven't seen it, you need to go back and watch it. You can't call yourself a Disney fan if you haven't seen that movie. But two, go back and watch it again because it lives. It, it It's a, a true classic. I, I really love that pick. For my fifth pick, since we're going to do this, I'm debating between two because I, I went auxiliary, auxiliary player early, role player early. Now I've got to come back around on a classic like Bug's Life. I'm between Sleeping Beauty and Aladdin. Sleeping Beauty, a little short, and there's really only one great song. Tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme, beauty and the beast. So you've got to wait like an hour to hear the one good song, which is why I'm going with Aladdin. See, Aladdin is like, it hurt to leave Aladdin off my off my team. It's just a, just a great, great player. Like, you, that's, that's, that's a beast. That's like a, a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame pick. Like, it's so many great, so many great movies we could have. Like I left off um, um, Hercules, left off the Princess and the Frog. Like just so many movies that we left off that we we could have really built a whole like team of of Disney movies. Daniel, when you come back on the show, we're gonna do live action Disney movies. So like as a hint on my big board. Freaky Friday type of movies. It can be Disney originals. It can be theater productions. Oh, people, people in them, not animated. That's coming up. So that's a great teaser for the next yeah. time that you see the basketball guru himself on the show. Daniel, let them know where they can find you and all the stuff that you're doing ahead of the season. Uh, let's see, Bas- basketball guru D on Twitter, d.bell20 on Instagram, be at BSO or Black Sports Online at franchise okay or franchise okay.com i think that's it i could be wrong you can find me on snapchat somehow you can find me on facebook i don't really get on facebook but so we're giving out the snapchat you You can find me on linkedin (laughs) you can find me at the arena you can find me at the franchise station you find me the franchise station that's streets i'm everywhere by the way <laughs> I can can confirm. Daniel has not added me on Snapchat, but he is going to tell you all to go follow him on Snapchat. Uh, so do it. Go ahead. I, I want to. I want Daniel to complain. I didn't give my Snapchat name. Okay, I'll look it up because I don't. I don't really even get on Snapchat. That. <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> I think thanks. it's like it's like D Bell twenty or Bell thirty two twenty something, some variation like that. D Bell. Final bell after every single Thunder game. I love sitting in the media room and annoying him as he's editing it. Uh, Check it out all season long. And until next time, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.